0: Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell, Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth And amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Greetings to you my fellow overcomer. Of course I'm your host Christian T. Howell Sr. and welcome to episode two of Conversations with Chris. I know that episode one was quite riveting, and trust me, we're going to make it all make sense in episode two. Don't forget, grab your pen, your paper, and your notepad. We're going to build upon everything we learned last episode. So a quick reminder, episode one, we talked about identity. We defined what identity was, and we said its distinguishing character or personality of an individual. It's, it's the condition of being the same with something or someone. It's also the qualities, beliefs, or things that make a particular person or group different from others. Most importantly, we said it was the fact or condition of being exactly alike, or in other words, the sameness. This was amazing because as we discussed in last episode, according to Genesis one twenty six twenty seven twenty eight, 27 28 we are made in the very image and likeness of God and so we really laid a solid foundation that we get our identity from our Creator we are made in the image and the likeness the image uh, uh, the image being like a icon which is one of the Greek words for image we are a representation and manifestation of our Heavenly Father when people or the enemy or even the angels see us in the earth they are automatically reminded of their Heavenly Father they're reminded that there is a God even the angels say what is man that thou art mindful of him you see we are created in the image of our father that's our identity we are children of God We're not uh, mistakes. We're not part of a Big Bang Theory. We're not really um, um, just, uh, we've not morphed over from different species. No, we were fashioned, we're formed into the same image, the sameness or the likeness of God. We have similar, we have the same characteristics and even the personality of our creator. That's amazing because it means we have the same potential and the same power but we'll get into that in just a little bit of time so i want to make sure you understand that your identity uh, is synonymous with that of your father and we talked about that the father carries the identity of a child even in the in throughout the old testament even into the new testament it was the father's responsibility to name the child to give that child identity You remember when John the Baptist was born, his father mouth had been shut up until he was born. And so people were waiting to find out who is this male child? What shall his name be? And amazingly, John did not get his name or he did. People didn't know how to identify him until the voice of his father was released. But that's no different than the ministry of Jesus. Amazingly, he was born. He lived a life. Can you just imagine Jesus of Nazareth walking around playing on the playground? I'm asking you to use your imagination for a moment. I know they didn't have playgrounds, but children played. So can you imagine Jesus using his, his playing with friends, um, playing in the barns and the stables? He was all fully human, yet he was all divinity at the same time frame. And so he grew up, and at the ripe age, he was taken to the temple, and he amazed and astonished the scholars. And when it was time to leave and go home, that young man went missing. Now that is amazing all by itself. Can you imagine this may just hear me for a minute the son of God could not be found by his own mother listen it is mind-boggling and blowing to me that Jesus could go missing well I don't have time to really delve into that but just let your mind meditate on that, that it's possible that, that you could be looking for Jesus in one place and he's in a different place. But that's not what we're talking about today. I wanna bring, fast forward you to his life when Jesus met John the Baptist and John the Baptist was in the river baptizing believers. You—you you, We went over the story. John the Baptist and Jesus had that little conversation, and John the Baptist finally gave in and baptized Jesus. And the Bible says, immediately, when Jesus came up out of the water, the spirit descended like a dove on him, and then his father's voice became audible to others, and it gave Jesus identity. He said, this is my son. Amazingly, Jesus was not called the Savior. He was not called the Redeemer. He was called the Son of God. The Father gave him his identity and affirmation by saying, the one that just got baptized, this is my son. Now, I want to make sure you understand this, that Jesus got his identity affirmed and reaffirmed, comma, it's not that he did not know who he was, comma, However, Jesus did not do things until he had his identity secured. He set a precedent. He set a law in motion that is not important to work before you get your identity established. And what more important than to be established according to tradition by an authority figure. It's not enough for us to believe our own press report. But we must believe the press report of the one who created and sent us. And so Jesus hears the voice of his father and John does. And then Jesus now begins his assignment. I want to make sure you clearly understand that, that Jesus, upon him being properly identified, then his authority and his assignment was revealed. Let me say that again. And let me relate it to you and I our identity it gives way to our authority and our assignment if we don't have our identity secured then we cannot be operating in full authority and therefore will be ineffective in our assignment jesus was called the second adam and he was identified by his father now i know i'm going a little fast but make sure you take note Make sure you download this and go back and listen to it because we've got a little ways to go here. Jesus was the second Adam, and Jesus did not engage, he did not perform, He did not, He He did not try to please people, uh, um, um He didn't even try to serve people because He was waiting to be properly identified and I think that is a major thing for us to learn as we go forward in the generations to come. That we should not be so in a rush to serve. Yes, we should be busy. Yes, we should have our heart and a posture to serve. But we should not be uh, um, so rash and in a rush to do things. Because it usually denotes that we don't know who we are. And we're asking others to identify us by what we do instead of who we were created to be well i mentioned that jesus was likened unto as the second adam so then let's look carefully at the first adam who was also made in the image and the likeness of god now we've covered that quite extensively but i want to show you a principle that many times we overlook so adam being the first Adam, the original Adam, and and also in the image and likeness of God, I want to show you the, over in Genesis chapter 5 around verse 3, it says, Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Wow. Wait a minute. Let's, let's unpack this just for a minute. Let's, let's, can we unpack this together just for a few minutes? Adam created in the image of God, God being his father, did the same exact thing that he saw his father do. You see, when Adam understood who he was, then he understood he had the authority and the assignment to do what his father did. What did his father do? His father reproduced, his father created him, and then his father reproduced. And the Bible says in verse three that, that Adam begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. I just want you to understand that proper identity really allows us to properly reproduce. Wow, this could go many different ways. It literally means it's possible that we can produce illegitimate and unhealthy things if we don't know who we are while we're reproducing. You see, every seed reproduces after its own kind. That's a law established back in Genesis. Every seed reproduces after its own kind. And so if we are... Are not sure who we are. If we're not sure, uh, 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 who we are, whose we are, then we, out of that place of desperation, out of out of being broken, out of being wounded, out of not being properly identified, we will create something similar, and unfortunately, it will not hit its mark in the earth. I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but let's just stick with the law of reproduction that every seed. Reproduces after its own kind. And so Adam being the offspring of God. Being just like God. Made in his image and likeness. He produced sons just like God. And they were made in his own likeness. And after his image. And so now Seth is arise. He is the third son. And his name really meant compensation. And. Well, just a little history. Seth being the third son was compensation. He named him compensation for what the first two sons took him through. But the point of the story is, Adam said, I can do whatever I see my father do. I may just like my father. Now, let's take a little journey for every young man or every mother who has watched a young boy grow up, or a sister watching the brother, or even if you've watched cartoons, amazingly, at a certain age, a young child who's a male will look at his father getting dressed. He'll see him tying a tie. He'll see him shaving. He'll see him putting on shoes. And inevitably, that young male will start trying to do exactly what he sees a father does. It's simply amazing that without any instruction, without any coercing, the son says, if my father puts on a tie, I'm going to do a tie as well. Even if he has no clue of how to tie the tie, he doesn't know how to shave. He will literally rip the skin off his face trying to be like his father. But at the end of the day, it is in the nature of children to be like the one that created them. It's a principle that every seed reproduces after their own kind. I'm here to tell you that you have the very DNA of God. You are his offspring. You've been adopted. And so the same capacity, the same proclivity, the same propensity, the same power, it is all in you. The same creative genius, it's in you. You just have to get back to realizing who you are and tap into that all over again. It is phenomenal, and it's yours for the taking. It's amazing, though, that that just like Adam remembered who he was and duplicated his father, well, we have another, boy, unfortunate story when I want to give you the principle that this story will relate to you. Here is the unfortunate truth. that If identity is lost, then we will be without discipline and it equals a forfeited future. Let me say that one more time. If our identity is lost, we will be without discipline and we will forfeit our future. This is a horrible tragedy that is being played out in societies around the world as we live now. It is the epitome of, 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 of what's going on in a fatherless generation. Take Go with me just for a moment. And just make note of Genesis 49. This is when Jacob said I'm going to depart from this earth. But I must call my sons together and bless my sons. I must speak truth over them. It may not sound like a blessing, but it was the truth being pronounced over his sons. In verse 2, in verse 3, he said, Reuben, he's talking to his son Reuben. He said, Reuben, you are my firstborn. The firstborn was entitled to a double portion. Reuben should have had the premier pick of everything. Reuben, you're my firstborn, my might. And the beginning of my strength. I created you and formed you when I had vigor. So, Reuben, you're the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Reuben, your potential was unlimited. Reuben, you were created uh, uh, when I had vigor. I raised you differently. Come on, let's have a little laughter. You do know that the first child is always raised differently than the youngest child. When the parents are young, they have more energy, more effort. They have more focus. And so the first child gets extra attention, gets extra emphasis, usually, than the last child. And so Reuben should have been shaped and lived and fashioned more like his father. But in verse 4, he after giving all the compliments and kudos and saying Reuben's potential... He said, "Unstable as water." Omg, Reuben was full of power and potential, but he was unstable. His personality was not grounded, was not rooted. He said, "Unstable as water." Water, as you know, takes whatever shape of the container it is in. If you put water in a square, it's shaped like a square. If you put water in a triangle. It takes on the shape of a triangle. You put water in the shape of an octagon. It takes that shape. In a parallelogram, it does not matter. Water takes on the shape of whatever it is poured into. And so Reuben, being full of potential and the air, OMG, having the birthright, his dilemma was he was unstable and not just unstable, But he was unstable as water. And the conclusion and the consequence of being unstable was. Thou shall not excel. Wow. I am trying to wrap my brain around the father calling us to bless us. And the first thing he tells. The one who is going to inherit the birthright is. You're not going forward. You shall not. That sounds harsh. You're not going to get ahead. You, you, you're not going to abound. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get too much. You're not gonna be uh, uh, implentious. causes us to forfeit our future. And that is why I believe identity is so critical in this day we live in. It literally means that prosperity is not dependent on how hard you work, but it's dependent on knowing who you are. Everyone in every country usually gets paid by the hour. You get paid $16 an hour, $8 an hour, $10 an hour, $20 an hour. And the literal meaning of that is that they're paying you what they believe an hour of your life is worth. Now, hear me. I am not looking down on anyone who has to take a low paying job, but I don't need you and God doesn't want you to take. you just have forgotten who you were it's amazing that we see all kind of atrocities going on in the land we see all sorts of people and looking for identity searching for meaning searching for purpose trying to figure out who am i and trying to survive you see my friend it's evident now that we're missing identity and it's time to get it back together and remember who we really are. Here is my reality, and I want you to accept this as yours. I beg of you, take this truth, digest it, and run with it. According to 1 John 4 and verse 17, John is talking and he says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now, that is really a powerful statement when you put it in a proper context. Because in the Day of Judgment, all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But John says we're going to have boldness in the Day of Judgment. We are going to be proud in the Day of Judgment. Well. Ask John, John, why should we be proud? Why should we be bold? Why should we have this, this, this exceeding uh, and, 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 and great confidence? Well, he says, because as he is, who is he? The judge, he's referring to God. So are we, that would have been exciting all by itself to tell me that just like God is, I am too, that. Would have been just an amazing revelation. But he gives some parameters around it, not in the life to come, not not after the rapture, not 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 in in and when we get in the glory as the as as believers say, but it says, so are we in this world. You see, my friend, you are like God now. You are a of the God class. You have royalty in your DNA. Hold your head up. Pick your head up. Make better choices, better decisions. You've got to remember, even the prodigal, he struggled until he came to himself. There was no rescue truck coming. There was no tow truck coming to pull him out. There was no lifeguard throwing a. War. There, it, it wasn't going to happen. The solution. To being to, to, to changing a dissatisfied, uncomfortable uh, 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 life full of, of, of just meandering around. It was the prodigal had to come to himself. He had to get himself together and remind himself who I am. And then he said, the slaves in my father's house, they're living better than me. They're, they're doing Okay. I've got to get myself together and I've got, I've got to go back and reunite with my father. I've got to re-identify with, with deity again because that's who I really am. I may be living off now. I may be going through something right now. Weeping may endure for a night. But oh, when we wake up to who we are, it becomes mourning. And everything changes when we step into that light. I pray that as you listen to this episode, that you step into morning, step into the dawn of a new day. Open your eyes, see new possibilities because of who you are and who you are. Let your imagination come again. Let God breathe on your dreams again. Set big, bold, audacious goals. Don't settle for less. And by all means, remember you are. Are your father's child. And hey. You're your father's favorite child at that. We'll pick this up. In our next episode. But I want you to look in the mirror. And say my father. Is madly in love with me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm a masterpiece. And I'm headed to the top. I'm born of God. I will overcome. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christianthowell.com for more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, Please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend. Spread the word. Tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory and we'll see you next week. Take care.